Hey Junior Nation, now more than ever, exclusive, entertaining, and free content from the world of Dale Earnhardt Jr. is no further away than your fingertips. It's all thanks to Dale Jr.'s Dirty Mo' Radio presented by Exalta. All eight Dirty Mo' Radio podcasts are available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and of course, DaleJr.com. So whether you're at home, at work, in the gym, on the run, or just hanging out, Dirty Mo' Radio gives Junior Nation its newest and most versatile way yet to plug directly into the world of Earnhardt anytime, anywhere. This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Hey everybody, I'm Carson. And I'm Kelly, and you're listening to Fastlane Family, brought to you by Bedhead by TG. For a full range of professional styling products, allowing you to express your own personal style, from work to play, light hold or strong hold, visit fantasticsams.com for a salon location near you. All right, Carson, we are back in the Exalta studio. We have had a busy last couple of weeks. We've headed up to PA for Wyatt's birthday. We've been down to Daytona for the 500. You're headed out to California but first things first, I'm a little nervous. This is our... About what? This is the first podcast. Now, I've been doing this for, what, three years. This is the fourth year. And this is the first time I've not had like an interviewee guest. This is me and you, girl. Just me and you. Getting it, doing it. <laughs> Making people proud. Oh, my God. Don't ever say getting it ever I again. I know. You always... You, you, you can't say the lingo now. I know. It just doesn't work for you. I was trying to... Uh, Put up what you were picking down. Is that what? No, we have this. <laughs> we have this discussion probably about three times a week in our house because LW disagrees with you as well. It's picking up what you're putting down. Okay. Not getting up what you're getting down. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Okay. I got it. Glad I'm we got up what you're putting down. Glad we got that squared away. So yes, gosh, we've just been busy. So I, I hope that uh, I can get through this without too much pressure from my teenager. This is a lot of pressure. I'll be easy on you for the first one. Okay. Be gentle. I will. Be gentle. All right. So for Wyatt's birthday, which was the 16th of February, my little boy turned five. Can you believe you got a five-year-old brother? No. And it's weird because like I always hear all you adults say like, oh, they grew up so fast. And like I was just like, oh, yeah, like whatever. Like they just say that. But like it's true. <laughs> they really do it's grow so up so weird. fast. <laughs> it's so weird to think that he, like just because like I don't remember a lot from when I was five. But like I just like pictures and stuff when I was five. Like I think about when I was five and it just, it's just weird. It is. You were a different kind of five, though, because you did everything very quickly. You know, you talked quickly. You walked quickly. I mean, when you were five, you could probably just run this business. You were driving a golf cart. I mean, your five-year-old birthday party, I remember, in the backyard, you're driving your friends around on a golf cart. Yeah, and, that's what I'm saying. Is like You're hanging off the steering wheel. You're, you're looking over because you can't see over the steering yeah. wheel, and you're hanging and trying to push the gas, and it's Well, that's hilarious. what I'm saying. I just feel like I was more old. I was older yeah. than five when I was five. Yeah. I think you were. <laughs> so so two things Wyatt wanted for his birthday. He wanted a crane, which we ended up getting on the day of his birthday party. And I was sweating bullets because I had ordered like two weeks. So check that box. And then he wanted to head up to PA to our cabin in Dushore, um, which is just his favorite place on earth, I think. So we went there for his birthday. Had a good weekend. We had all five of us together. I know. It's first time That's in a while. That's the first time in a while we've all been up there together. Yeah. We uh, usually, when we're traveling, I've got two of the kids. It, usually it's Carson and Wyatt or Kennedy and Wyatt, but all three of them together. Typically, like the two girls go opposite of each other. Like if Kennedy goes, I don't go. And, and if one, I go, Kennedy doesn't go. And why is that? Not sure. Well, we discovered that weekend because there was a few arguments that could have been avoided if it was just one or the other. So it's a pretty good age gap when you've got a teenager and then an 11-year-old who wants to be the teenager, too. Exactly. Yeah, it's pretty hard, pretty tough. So, But we had a good time up there. 
We went shed hunting for a bit, which is one of LW's favorite things to do. And it was a little I early. I don't get how. Right? I know. It's like we walked around the woods for like ever. But it was a little early. Typically, yeah, you okay. don't shed hunt till sometime like middle of March. So we knew that some of the deer had maybe dropped their horns based off some pictures. But still, yeah. Well, we were out there for like five minutes and LW already found one. And I'm like, you planted that there. I'm like, you just brought us over here and planted that there. Yeah. And then the rest of us were just walking around. I did a Snapchat story. I don't know if you guys know what Snapchat is. I don't Snapchat. But you know what crap snap? That's yeah. what you call it. Yeah. Snap, crap, snap, chat, snap. Snap, crackle, pop. Yeah. That's the only thing I know. <laughs> I did a Snapchat story and I was just talking to myself because I was so bored. I was just like walking in the woods by myself. I don't know what I'm I don't even know what I'm looking for I'm just like well that is the hard part because I think until you actually see, see one, one on the ground you don't know what you're looking for yeah, LW was yeah. saying like he's found so many that like he just automatically knows in his head like what it's going to look like yeah. laying there yeah and there was snow on the ground so like if they dropped them before it snowed then like you wouldn't have seen it but you did find one I did find one yep and it was interesting the way that I found it I was walking when I was walking around by myself and it happened to be February 18th when we were doing it, which was the day that Papa Odell passed away. So we were just walking around and I was like, can you please just like help me find a freaking horn now? I'm like, I'm so tired of just walking around here. I'm like, please just like help me find one. And I walked and walked and walked forever by myself and didn't find one. So I finally like I met back up with mom and LW and Kennedy and all them. Mom and I, we went to like a different area because we weren't really finding anything where we were. And I was walking with mom and I was like, I was like, I have not found a single thing. And, she, and I was like, I even like asked Papa Odell, I'm like, just find me one. Like, just put one right in front of me. And we were talking about it. And, and what did you say? Some Well, I said that there's where you went wrong is that Papa Odell is just not going to lay anything in front of you. <laughs> like he never did with Dale and I. You, you know, you worked really hard for what you yeah, got. So she, he would maybe, maybe walking around in all the woods by yourself was part of that earning yeah, part like he would have just heart. Yeah. told me to do it by yeah. myself. Yeah, so I said, well, you know, uh, my dad would tell you, yeah, you're just going to have to get out there and do it. He wouldn't help you with it at all. And sure <laughs> enough, right, his mom and I were saying that. It's like, it's almost like it wasn't there before. It's like I, we were just walking and I was looking at the ground and then I looked up and was talking to mom and I looked right back down and there was one laying right there. So I just, I don't know, could have been a coincidence, but like, I just thought that that was cool. Just There's no coincidences. I know. That's stuff, what everybody said. That. <laughs> that's what everybody said. I don't know. It was just, it was just cool the way that that, it that happened. It's like, and like I said, it's like, it almost wasn't there before. It's like, I didn't see it. And then all of a sudden it was just like laying right there. And it's like, it wasn't in like brush or anything like that. It was just laying on like pine needles. Yeah. That was cool. We were at the base of a lot of fir trees. I forget what LW calls them. They're like, they're like, like really big old thick pine, pine trees. trees. Yeah. 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 And uh, so they were at the base of those and the kind of the root systems, you know, were all over the ground and yeah. stuff. So, yeah. So, so then I like, I was like, well, I mean, this is kind of cool. Like I need to, I want to like share this with people. So first I just posted it on Facebook with like my friends and family or whatever. And, and I was like, you know, what? I, I was like, I think people on Twitter would like really appreciate this. So I screenshotted it off my Facebook or whatever and put it on Twitter. And I mean, it went crazy. Like Fox, Fox Sports, was it? Picked it up and they made a story out of it. And I was like, whoa, like I wasn't expecting it. I mean, I expected people to like really like think it was all awesome. But like I was not expecting a, a Fox News story out of it. <laughs> you expected a lot of likes. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was cool. I just thought that people would enjoy that and just. 
to the day that it was on was kind of kind of cool. I know. I'm not sure. I mean, I'm sure my dad shed hunted like on hunting trips, but I know it wasn't something that he just set out to do like LW like does. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's got several trips planned, planned here in the coming yeah. coming weeks of March to go, <laughs> and that's all they're gonna do. But he's so successful. I mean, last year I know he found yeah. he finds the coolest stuff. Uh, 26 sheds he found last year up in Pennsylvania, and probably six or eight of them were matching sets. So, by the way, I did make a hundred dollars off that little shed that I found, so that was also very cool. Well, you did. So LW, in order to get the girls' participation, tries to incentivize them. So they we all made a bet at lunch. We were like, LW was like, well, if Mom finds one, then I'll do the dishes for like a week, and then I was like, all right. Well, and LW would always like even before this weekend, like LW used to tell me like, oh, I'll give you a hundred dollars if you find one, and so I was like. So he incentivized them. So she got a hundred, but then we had an issue because Kennedy actually found a skull which had both horns attached. Yeah, and we were on teams at that point because me and you went out, you know, and together and then her and LW. And LW sort of spotted it first, but of course Kennedy took claim to it because she's on the team, <laughs> and she thought, well, two horns, you know, I get two hundred dollars. Well, we had a hundred dollars, and then we had a fifty dollar for second, and then that was our cap. So yeah, you can only get one hundred fifty bucks. And so, yeah, we had this, we had to have this whole conversation about how that worked because it really isn't technically a shed. Right. So. Mom and I were so desperate. We were talking about, she was flying down the road one time and I was like, what if we hit a deer? And she's like, well, hopefully it'll be a buck so we can just take the (laughs) horn off of it and say we found a shed. (laughs) Like we were desperate trying to find one. (laughs) No, I said that we should have got on the bad boy buggy because for the past couple of years, we get on the bad boy buggy and there's this path we go to that is a big area where the sheds are. And every year we've ran over a huge shed and it's punctured our bad boy buggy tire. So we should have got on the bad boy buggy and we'd have been really lucky probably. We'd have had to buy another tire, but we'd have had a shed. We had a shed, yeah. 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 We would have had a hundred bucks towards that. Yeah. You wouldn't have had to do the dishes. LW would have really been out of money. hundred bucks to the shed and a couple new hundred tire. bucks for a new tire. Whoops. <laughs> so that was a really fun trip. I enjoyed it. We had a lot of fun. It's it real was, peaceful up there. You, all the kids, I don't know what it was about that weekend, but everything just went real good. Y'all didn't argue a whole lot. And we had a lot of fun family time outside. We had some hot tub family time. What else did we do? It was just really peaceful. We went and saw that big turbine thing. That was cool. Yeah, Kennedy that was didn't neat. go, but Wyatt yeah. and I went. That was cool. Yeah. It was just, it's real like peaceful up there. We don't have to worry about like anybody bugging us or like neighbors or not that I don't love my neighbors because my neighbors yeah. are my relatives, but it's just like, it's just us. There was a funny story about the turbine. So this 900,000 pound turbine was traveling from Syracuse, New York through Dushore down 220 and it was going to end up in Berwick, Pennsylvania. And it only travels at nighttime from 10 to 5 because it goes so slow. It only goes 5 miles an hour. And so it traveled to Dushore and it parked at this restaurant, which we went up and ate lunch at and we looked at it during the day. And then that night it was going to pull out about 9 o'clock. So we thought it would be really cool you know, to go see it pull out. And of course, why it was really interesting. This is like a once in a lifetime thing happening. Yeah. And the trailer was like a bridge trailer carrying this 900,000 pound turbine. It had two big trucks pushing it, one truck pulling it. But the funny part of the whole story is we went up there to the restaurant at nine o'clock and, and it, it had, had already gone. It pulled out like five minutes. So we could see it in the distance pulling out, but we really couldn't like watch the whole thing. So Dub's like, well, there's a side road here from where it was traveling down 220. Because if you got behind it, you were obviously going to be going really slow. You're right. So we went down the side road. Keep in mind, this thing travels at five miles per hour. We had to go six miles down the side road, but it was really curvy. So it took us about 12 to 13 minutes. We got, I mean, it, the ride was funny because it was in the dark and it was very curvy. You and know? Wyatt like hates when L-Dub drives really yeah, fast because he's scared yeah. that the cops are going to get him. Yeah. So Wyatt's like, 
dad, 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 dad. And me and mom are like just laughing because this is just what else would happen to us except this. Well, because like, we're really, th- you know, in my mind, I'm thinking we got to get there as quickly as possible to see this turbine. Right. Because okay, we're thinking so we're going way mind. out of the way. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. So we get to the gas station where we're going to sit and watch this thing come by. We left, you know, there at nine. We pulled into this gas station at like 923 and it dawned on me. I turned around and looked and I was like, um, this thing's probably not going to be here till about 10 o'clock because it goes five miles an hour and we were four miles from the point where it started. Duh. So we're going to be sitting here for 35 minutes, right? But we had fun. We made the I mean, yeah, it was fun. L-Dub, we got L-Dub ice cream. Went in the, L-Dub's like, well, I mean, if we're going to sit here, we need some snacks. Of course, a typical <laughs> L-W thing to say. We need snacks. So he went in and got like tubs of ice cream from the gas station and all this yeah. stuff. So we were just yeah. sitting there. and That was a really cool experience. It was cool. And it yeah. was funny to laugh about because, I mean, we just rushed to get down here. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. have to wait on it. Exactly. So we had a great weekend there. We come home. We're home for a couple of days. And then we loaded up Thursday. And uh, Carson and myself and L-Dub went down to Daytona. A huge weekend for Junior Motorsports down there running five cars. And really, you know, I, I hadn't given it much thought because we've just been so busy inside and, and seeing the shop so busy. But when I got down there and LW was talking about on the way down, you know, we've got five cars here. We've got four backups. So we've, we've prepared nine cars total to get down here. It was pretty. It's a lot. Yeah. And it just sort of uh, dawned on me at that point that everybody needed to know how hard they worked and, and how surreal it was to really think that Junior Motorsports was fielding five cars for the Daytona race. Pretty crazy. It was cool. Pretty crazy. And I didn't really give it much thought either just because, like, I don't I don't work on it the way that you yeah. do. Like, I just am here and, like, I see a crap ton of cars out there in the shop, but it's like, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I just don't know. Yeah. And yeah. so it's like. I really like was thinking we were on our way to the track and you guys were talking about it and I was just thinking out and I was like, dang, I was like, it's pretty my big. mom's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was just, it's cool. And, and it it's exciting because then you have five chances to win, but then again, you have five chances to destroy race cars like we did. Which we did that four <laughs> out of five. <laughs> we did. So we, we were pretty good at that. Yeah. Yeah. I was going into it thinking that we had a one eighth of the field, you know, so one eighth chance to win of the 40 cars. And all. we also had the same chances to uh, crash out, which um, our day didn't go great, but glad everybody was safe. And Mimi had a positive point though. Yeah. She said, good thing yeah. we brought the fifth car because the fifth car is the one that, that was in it for us. Yeah. Mom's end. tweets are always hilarious. And Dale had, had said earlier that day, he had put a mom text up, you know, hashtag mom text because she's pretty funny and all the fans love her when she's on the podcast and stuff. And so that afternoon after the race, she's like, well, it's a good thing we took that fifth car. I was like, there goes Total my Brenda mom. quote. Everybody's like, she needs Twitter. And we are all like, no. no. <laughs> like as funny as that would be, like it's dangerous. Yeah, it's very dangerous. Very dangerous. She would definitely have to have like, we would have to have an approval process here at work yeah. that they have to go through yeah. or like a delay, mm-hmm. you know, so that we could see them pop up first or something. Like if there was a way that we could <laughs> convince her that like, Something else was Twitter where she would type her tweet and then we could see it yeah, first and yeah. then we could just post it for her. We could invent that. We could invent the Twitter approval process. Yeah. I, I think I could think of more people on Twitter that need that too sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh. maybe we should we should get on that. I think we should get on that. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the next new big idea. I just haven't got there yet. All right. So uh, we stayed for the 500 to be there for Dale and support him. And of course, he didn't have a good day either. I just, uh, but you got to meet some cool people on the grid with Amy. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Uh, we were Flocka walking. Waka. <laughs> Is that, did I say it right? 
Flocka Waka Flame. No. Waka Flocka Flame. Yes. Oh, I got it. Oh, my Waka God. Waka Flocka Flame. I told it. We were in the car, and I was looking through, like, NASCAR Snapchat story and scrolling through Twitter, and I'm like, Mom, Waka Flocka's at the racetrack. And, and then it dawned on me, like, right after I said that, that we she had no, no clue. clue who that was. And her and LW were like, what? So then I'm we like, asked her to play some music. Well, we... Asked her to p- turn that off just a few seconds later. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't like. They didn't like the whole walk a flock of flame. So I got. Now to- Dub's exact quote was, "Is there some country? Does he sing some country?" Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "No, um, no." But that was cool. Like me and Amy were walking out to walk to Dale's car or whatever, and and I had told her that I wanted to see him or whatever. And did she know who he was? Yeah. Okay. I mean, she she knew who he was, but I don't think like she listens to his music, but she just okay. knew who he was. She's like, there he was. And like, I was walking behind her. So she like grabbed my hand and like yanked me over here. And she's like, can we have a picture with you? And and so we took a picture with him real quick. And um, he was real cool because Amy's like, yeah, like I'm Dale's wife and this is his niece. And he's like, no, really? And I was like, <laughs> and we're like, yeah. He's like, get in here. So we took a picture and that was cool. So that, and then once we got over to the car, like right before the anthem or whatever, Linda Vaughn happened to walk up and then I was like, oh, yes. Your day was made. Those are the two people that you wanted to see. It was so awesome. She was so sweet. She was like, you're so pretty. And I was like, oh my God, I love you. <laughs> and she like held my hand the entire anthem. And I was just like, this is the coolest hour of my life. <laughs> Wait a minute now. I had remembered another coolest time of your life. But There's been a lot of real it. coolest yeah. times of my life. Yeah, this trumped it. Okay, well, the funniest story, I think, about the Daytona 500 weekend was when we, we had to take a trip into CVS for a few things. <laughs> I needed some nail polish remover and... Um, needed like a clip for I mean, some clothes water. malfunctions. Yeah, we needed a little bralette clip thing, which we, we were pretty... Nifty. Ingen- yeah, we were pretty ingenuitive. We used a barrette, yep. I guess is what you would call it. And to, Never heard of that, that in my life. Yeah. Carson's like, are you sure this is going to work? But yeah, it worked just fine. You had to get the ones, you know, that slip under. It couldn't be those ones that you bend and clip because right. they wouldn't hold good. But anyway, so we're in the CVS and we're back by the nail polish area. And I'm trying to find some um, remover. And this cute little lady, she was probably, I would say she was like retirement. She was probably working this job in, in her either going to retire soon or it was just probably something she did um, for a little extra money in retirement. And she had, you know, her little makeup made up and all little curls. You know how little old ladies, their yeah, curls, hair, they're just so cute. So she was doing something in the aisle there and she's like, all right, now when y'all are ready to check out, I'm right here in cosmetics. She didn't want us to go all the way up to the thing. We still had more things to look for, and we were walking around. Well, here we met her in the aisle again, and she's like, are y'all ready to check no, out? No, tell her when she said something about looking busy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that so was she's funny. like, I'm, I'm in cosmetics to check you out, but right now I'm just here looking busy. Well, I really am busy, she said. <laughs> she's like, but but just, just come check out with me when you're done. Yeah. <laughs> so we ran into her again after we were still getting some things up. So she makes eye contact with us, and she, she really wants us to come check out in, in cosmetics. So we did. And we had about 10 things on the cosmetic counter, and she's going through. And I don't even know how it come about, but she said to LW, you look like you're a, an open the door kind of man yeah. for a woman or something like that. And you, lo and behold, you never know what's going to come out of LW's mouth. And he said, no, nah, usually I just put them in the trunk. <laughs> well, that lady, I mean, the look on her face was priceless. I wish you. It you wasn't been, like you're a creep. It was like hilarious. No, like, it was so hilarious. I wish you'd have been Snapchatting during that point. I usually always am. Yeah. yeah. I was Snapchatting, you know, Dub, while we were in there. And then I just. I know, and I think we just made her day with that whole thing. I mean, it was so she, she made our laughed, day. Yeah, she did make our day, and we she made her day so too. She was so funny. I think. Yeah, 
Oh, she yeah. was like, she just was laughing so hard. It was the greatest thing. Yeah, it was so funny. He's like, no, nah, I just normally put them in the trunk. <laughs> of course, it caught us off guard too. You know, but we all just, it was hilarious. Just hilarious. Yep. So we got all of our stuff from Walgreens. We got in the car and divvied it all out to who needed what. And I had to. I Mom painted, did a pedicure in the car. I did. I painted my toenails on the way to the racetrack and had them up by the vent things to try to dry. And yep. It was quite the. We're just regular old people. <laughs> quite the experience. <laughs> That's what people tell me all the time. They're like, we just love y'all because you're so down to earth and regular. Well, hey. We're um, regular, all that right. That's pretty regular. We do five minute pedicures in the car regular. Hey, LW would have a good joke to that. We're regular, all right. He would have a joke to that. He would have a joke to anything. He would have a joke to anything. <laughs> <laughs> he, that's how a dub gets through life is joking yes, about everything. Does. And sometimes we find it funny and sometimes we don't. I know. It could be in like the most serious situation and L-Dub's cracking jokes. Yeah. That's when it really makes me mad. Because <laughs> we're trying to be serious. But I do like it when it's, uh, you know, one of the things that you learn in therapy. I've been in therapy for a few years here and I love it I don't think there's anything negative about no I just started whatsoever. going to to the same but one of the things it. that they tell you is like to joke in you know when you get into rough and tumble situations and you know that could be argumentative or you're disagreeing is just to throw jokes out there and it does work you know you got to laugh in life right so oh, yeah. yeah laughing's good for the soul yep that's what they, there's a saying about that I think yeah I think so live laugh love there's all kind of stuff with laugh in it yeah why don't you go on the Pinterest and look those up the Pinterest. That's what Brenda calls it. She has an idea for that. And she, got and she it found it on the Pinterest. The Pinterest. Mm -hmm. Yep. I found this idea. She told me one time, she's like, she said, I went to, I was with her or Papa or something and we went to Starbucks. Don't ask me how I got them out to Starbucks, but I did. And she goes, well, I might be able to find an idea on the Pinterest for that. Y'all come down to the house and I'll make you some Frappuccinis. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Well, the better of that is because um, LW was actually telling the story over the weekend. He was talking to somebody and they were sharing kids stories. And this man was telling him about he, how he embarrasses his kids. And he's like, no, I got one better when he goes to Starbucks and he orders y'all's Crappuccinos. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll take a double chocolate chip Crappuccino. <laughs> this man was telling the story about his he goes through like a Burger King or something and he orders like 20 hamburgers and 20 fries and then drives through and doesn't even pick them up. And like his kids are like, no, dad, don't order the hamburgers. And they're just pleading and begging with him. <laughs> oh, that sounds like something my dad would definitely do. It definitely would. All right. So speaking of you just said about how we need to laugh in serious situations. and We have a very si serious situation happening oh, in our household at no. the moment. Oh, no. So, we got the, we found this cat, okay? And she's real tiny, real sweet, real lovable. Just just the sweetest little thing you could ever imagine. All right, let me tell the story about how we found the okay, cat, though. Okay, I'm just telling these people how sweet she is. Just keep in okay. mind she is that sweet. she's not, she's great, and she deserves to stay in our house. So, go ahead. Okay, I totally agree that she's really sweet. Um, I mean, her sweetness is what first got me when she came down the tree. Exactly. Right? She has come out that tree just sweet as can be. Yes. Yep, so we bought some property and a new house that we're remodeling. We were happened to be up there at the property, and we were talking to some neighbors standing in the driveway. And this cat, I heard this meow, and so this cat come down the tree, and it looked like a kitten. She's really, she's really small. small. Yeah. Yep, she's really, she looks like a kitten. So I didn't even suggest it because me, the animal lover, the rescue in me, you know, I'm going to try it. to fix it. And LW's always yeah. like, we don't need any more animals. Right. But it was actually LW that said that we needed to do something. So Wyatt was in the car. We put the cat in the car with Wyatt. And we were going to bring it home. But LW, in LW's mind, we were bringing it home to then condition it to outside to our house. 
With all our other outside cats. Now, LW is allergic to cats. Wyatt is allergic to animals. He breaks out in hives if he, like, rubs up against them. And recently, I was allergy tested because I've been having this stuff going on in my throat. And come to find out, the two things I'm allergic to are cats and dogs. Mm -hmm. Go figure. So, we bring the cat home. And, you know, I get it all set up and get its little litter box and food. And, I mean, oh, this thing is so sweet. It purrs nonstop. Oh, my gosh. She never I mean, stops. She's a motor mouth. Oh, she's so sweet. Well, of course, everybody's allergies start flaring up. Except mine, because I'm an animal lover, and I just love animals, and I just want—I just love her. I love animals, too. We have a dog, and I yeah, love... Yeah, but we've always had animals, like, as long as I've been on this planet, and you've never know, had a problem. We have outside cats, because they keep mice what and about snakes away. when we had horses, and we had oh, What Allie, about when we have horses? Oh, let's don't Allie go Allie and Bristol this. and all them, like, inside, like, when we had animals, and you, like... We did. We had a lot of animals inside at one point. And killer and all them. We did not keep our horse inside, though. Okay, no, but I'm just saying, like, you spent time with the horses. We had fish. Yes. What else did we have in life? We've had rabbits, rabbits. guinea pigs. <laughs> Listen, we have it all. I'm just saying, we've always had these animals, and mom's never had a problem with them, and she always loves them, and then now all of a sudden no. we got to get rid of the cat. Okay, well, let's preface that. I do love animals. You know what I don't like is kids that don't help with animals. That's why we don't have half of these animals. Oh, oh she's fixing to come off this couch. Hold Ooh. on just a second. Okay. This cat sleeps with me every night. It I does. go downstairs and get it every night so that it doesn't bother you guys. And I cuddle with it all night. And it's my best little friend. And she wakes me up at 630 and I have to let her out of my room. I and heard then I go back to morning. sleep. I heard that this morning. Do you feed it? No, because you don't tell me to. You do just, you clean its litter box? You Why just, do I have to tell you to do it? Because everything? you just automatically do that. If you tell me, Carson, you need to feed the cat at this time and this time. Okay, I'll feed the cat every You're day. You're never this time even home. Time. Well, I can be if I need to feed the cat. <laughs> oh, right. You would give up going out with friends no, to stay home and feed the cat. That's false. Exactly. But, that is false. But, like, if <laughs> if you would ask me to, if you would just tell me that you want me to do it, then I would. But you automatically just take that responsibility. And then I think that, okay, well, mom's doing it. This so. is your idea of helping with the animals because you did stay home one weekend and you had the responsibility to feed our outdoor cats which you have to walk out on the front porch to do the problem is is that i did that and i accidentally set off the alarm when i went out to well the plus you do it at lunch they eat well, at like 7 a.m well that's when i wake up i know i know and i have another funny story about this particular the cat that we're speaking of so anyway this cat's not a kitten by the way it's an adult cat we took it to the vet it's, they said it's like one to five years yeah, old. But yeah, they can tell about the teeth. guy at the hotel for cats. He was saying that there is no way that that thing is an adult cat because his know. little mascot cats that he has in there. He's like, this is an adult cat. This is not. And no. I was like, well, she, the I hotel for cats is where I had to board it while we were in Pennsylvania. I had to board a cat, y'all. We could have took it with us. You can't transport cats on Why? American <laughs> Airlines. Put it in my purse. Yeah. So no, back to this story about Carson and taking care of the cat. I asked Carson to feed this cat one night, and we have our adult outdoor cat's food on our front porch, and it's in this Loctite container. It's got a cup in there that's been in there forever, and that's how I feed the cats outside. So she had to go outside. This was one of the first nights we had it because we didn't have, I thought it was a kitten, so I was going to go buy kitten food. So she goes out. She gets the cup full of food. She brings it in the laundry room. This is at night. She must have fed it. I didn't follow up on her. The next morning, I go to feed the outdoor cats in the mornings. Like I get up at six o'clock, I have coffee, I feed the cats. That's my kind of ritual. I go out, the lid's off of the cat food, the cup's missing. I forgot to it, take the cup back out there. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what got into this? You know, I'm thinking like a raccoon got up here and like, you know, 
twisted off the top or something. So I go in. I'm like, mm-hmm, I know what this is exactly. This is a this is a story of Carson. You never told me finishing. this. You I never know, told I did, me this. You know what? I've also learned in therapy that I don't have to bring up every example <laughs> to you that happens. So I go in the laundry room, and this nasty, dirty cup that we use to get the cat food out is sitting on the washer where it was used prior the night before. So that's partly also why I don't ask you to feed the cat. Well. <laughs> If I, I'm just, I'm not in a routine of doing you this. You do not so I don't, have a rebuttal for this story. Yes, so I do. Even. Yes, I do. I do. I have a, I have a comeback for everything. So listen, I just forgot to take it back out there and I'm not in the routine of doing that. So I just totally forgot to go back out there. Maybe yeah, I, I got sidetracked. Maybe I got sidetracked. Maybe somebody else in the household asked me to do something or maybe why it distracted me. I'm sure it was a distraction. <laughs> so anyway, the dilemma now is that we have a kid breaking out in hives LW can't breathe and sneeze all, sneezes all the time. My throat is like more and more aggravated. And so I'm trying to find a home for the kitten, for the cat, whatever it is. Our outdoor cats don't really care for it. They hiss at each other. Maybe they would get along one day. I don't know. I don't really know what to do. If anybody's got any advice, I'll gladly take it. So Carson's really upset because on Facebook, I, I didn't. Yeah. Oh l- no. Let me let me tell this part. I didn't, I didn't even find out family. in person that we were getting rid of my beloved cuddle buddy she read it on facebook i read it on i read it on that's like breaking up with somebody over a text message like i just found out on facebook that my mom is getting rid of my cat that i love and sleep with and cuddle with and and i just found it on facebook and i didn't even know that this was happening so it is you got to consult with the entire every party here i know i haven't not that my opinion mattered in keeping it but still you just got to tell me i haven't so I can mentally prepare myself. I was sitting there about to cry over a Facebook I can't post. even talk in this situation. You're really upset about this, aren't you? Yes! You want to move out and that way you can have your own cat? Yes. If that's what it takes, I will keep her and move out. That is way too expensive for me. Whew. See, it'd be better just keep the cat instead of me moving out. Nope. So we're looking for a home for the cat. I'm getting the cat spayed next week. And she's been to the vet and everything. And, I mean, she is so sweet. We're hoping that someone local will take her. And that way Carson can visit the cat like she won't do it because she's too busy out with friends and stuff oh yeah maverick could yeah cats are easy come on producer nadley i'm allergic oh she's allergic too she's allergic but she has a dog i'm confused yep i don't understand you people do we need studio cat (laughs) a shop cat yeah that's what somebody that's what one one of my friends told me they're like just turn her into a shop cat (laughs) she would it would get out probably and it now see also zeus which is our dog. He's a golden retriever. Sweet as can be. He is very sweet, but he got neutered. And ever since he got neutered a couple weeks ago, his hormones must be out of balance because he is chewing up everything under the sun, which he has not chewed prior, and including wanting to chew up the cat. So <laughs> I was working with Kennedy Monday night on homework at 8.15, and down through the hallway, we were sitting in the dining room, and literally Zeus comes, and he's got the cat in his mouth, hanging by the middle, and she, this cat's just hanging and um they're just bonding yeah so i w- i yelled at zeus and he dropped the cat well then the cat sort of crouched and just stayed there so i thought it was hurt well i started crying kennedy started crying and See, they really do love it deep down and i said oh w zeus has hurt the cat come in here because i mean that's one thing i wouldn't be able to handle like if i picked the cat up and its leg was broke or something i would just have a cow so he came and then he started laughing with at us because the cat wasn't hurt <laughs> and all of that but yeah Zeus is really trying to just torment it. He's chewed up pillows. He chewed up, what else does he, oh, he chewed up his toy bin this week. He dragged it all around and then chewed the whole dang thing up. He chewed up a pencil. He got into the beef jerky. I, I mean, 
He took a potato off the counter and chewed it up. That's his problem, not the cat. No, he's just going crazy. It's not my fault. No, he's no, no, no. That's not the cat's problem. I know. I understand. The cat is. Like, I think the that cat is so scared right now. I think that they're in like a battle of like who's the who's like the. Well, I thought that too. I thought like a tension. Zeus, yeah, yeah, Zeus is mad that the cat can get on the couch and he can't. Yeah. They're like um, the issue is they're like kids. Who's getting the most attention? Right. And what can I do to make the loudest noise? Exactly. So Zeus is going to chew everything up for us right now. Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, he just wants to chew the cat too. We'll let you know. We'll follow up on this situation next time, but. <laughs> Hopefully somebody. I'm trying to get Josh Barry and his his fiance to take it, but yeah, that would they they need a cat. I, Josh didn't look like he wanted a cat based off the response on Facebook. I know, but, but and Jenny hasn't even responded. So how are we supposed to take that? Yeah, Has she I don't responded? know. <laughs> I don't know. All, All right. right. Well, yeah, that was um. So that's been the story of our life for the last couple yeah. of weeks. So we'll talk about something more light and interesting, which is our favorite hair products by TG. <laughs> This is my favorite hairspray. Oh my goodness, I love that dry shampoo. In every show, we will feature our favorite TG hair products. We have picked our top favorites, and we'll share them with you guys throughout the year. Awesome. So we just got back from Daytona, and Carson and I were talking about how we travel, and she's gearing up to uh, head to California here. And so travel size products are really essential for how much um, we're on the go. Absolutely. And the one thing that I love, and I've turned, I just turned Carson on to this actually, is she did. the Rockaholic dry shampoo. I live off dry shampoo. She does. She does. I do. It's like not, it's not, yeah. I just, and I do when I'm traveling. So, yeah. Um, it's just easy. Yeah. It's so we easy. got up to go to. Um, and especially breakfast. when you have a good one. We Sorry. got up to go to breakfast Friday in Daytona. First thing I did was throw my rockaholic in my hair so I could go down to breakfast uh, before. And then we came back to the hotel and got ready. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, those travel sizes are very important. And uh, the rockaholic is a really good dry shampoo. And I love the fact that it comes in travel, travel size. I have a few travel size things that I like to take with me when I go to California. I have the mini masterpiece shine hairspray or the mini hardhead. It just... I take them both just because you never know what you'll What's need. What's the difference? The hardhead one is like, uh, I think it's the stronger hold. And then the masterpiece one is just for like shine and flexible you, hold. Those both describe you. My masterpiece and hardhead. That's me. <laughs> That's me. Yeah, see, this is perfect. I match the match the TG products. Um, but yeah, I like having them with me because it's they're small and easy to bring with you. And then it's like... They work so good, and they're so small. It's like Carson likes to have travel products because when she's flying commercial, she's always like, she wants to check. She wants to take all her big stuff, so she and she checks her luggage. And I'm like, no, you have to travel with the carry-on. So you have to have travel products. I know. I struggle with that because <laughs> I just want to bring everything. And she's like, no, you have to have little things. Yes. So, but it's great to have reliable products that uh, we both love for our hair and that we can take on the go. And, you know, it just makes it easy. So, so that's really great about these travel size stuff. So be sure to check out Bedhead's travel size products and all the other great products from TG. You can find those at your local Fantastic Sam's. And uh, if you don't know where you have a Fantastic Sam's, you can check them out at fantasticsams.com and find a location that you can visit. All right, Miss Thing, this has been another good episode. We uh, survived, I think, with uh, yeah, I learned a lot. I'm together. Not, I learned not to interrupt you. Yeah, it'll sound better when you listen. I was listening to our our last podcast with Richard, and I have a I talk over people. I do. The I same know thing. you just it's hard. You're you're a mic hog. A mic hog. Yeah, it is my show. <laughs> no, it's ours now. Well, you haven't earned the full hours. We're still like seventy five twenty five. We haven't worked up to fifty fifty yet. Fifty fifty. Is that a rapper? No, fifty cent. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. All right. Uh, I know I really know that. I know fifty cents rapper. I was just joking with you. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. You can whatever help you sleep at night. 
All right. Well, this has been a lot of fun. We hope you guys have enjoyed it. You got any ideas? You got any advice on the cat? You want to take the cat? What else did I ask for advice on? Anything you want to tell me, just reach out to me on Twitter at Earnhardt Kelly and I'll be there. Don't ask Carson. If you guys want to send me care packages for the loss of my cat, then reach out to me on Twitter as well. Hey, Mike. So as we're sitting here in the newly renovated Exalta studio, let's talk Exalta. First of all, this studio is awesome, is it not? Oh, my gosh. It's huge. It's I love it. It's amazing. Yeah, we are very appreciative of that. But uh, Exalta's everywhere. I mean, we just left Daytona. Thousands of people went into their seats through the Exalta injector. I myself, I'm going to brag a little bit here, <laughs> but I actually watched the duels from the Exalta suite. It was fabulous. Uh, you know, Exalta is a co-primary on Dale Jr.'s car. That car, you will never miss it. It is so bright, colorful. It's amazing. Uh, and it's going to run at Phoenix. But yeah, Exalta is everywhere. They are really big supporters of our digital platform and our race teams. We didn't even mention the fact that Exalta is going to be sponsoring William Byron. That announcement came out this week. And they have a brand new building that they just built right next to Hendrick Motorsports. I've had the privilege to see the outside. Now I'm really excited to go and take a tour of the inside. It's absolutely incredible just what they've been doing. Totally. So we appreciate Exalta. How can we follow them on social? You can follow them at Exalta Racing on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. 